Blog Talk Radio. today's show. Today is June 4th, 2020. It is a Thursday. We are heading towards summer. It is getting warm. It was supposedly very hot, like 100 hot um, around Southern California yesterday, and still people are protesting, and the nation is doing its thing. We're doing our part in trying to bring our world together in our own ways. And um, I did want to apologize about the show posting because I posted the show twice yesterday and it disappeared off my page. And I wrote blog talk about it and I don't know what's wrong with their system, but I could not post through the normal way. So I had to like copy the link and do it. And then when I go to look at my page, it's gone. So I don't know what's going on, but if you have a question for Questions Friday, please um, send it to my inbox just in case we have the same issue tomorrow because you know how our issues are with blog talk. They come and then they go. And they're just they're amazing as a forum. So I'm really grateful for what they do. So I'm willing to go through all my growing pains with them. So I had... Um, a question, or not a question, a comment on the Facebook page, and I think it was Susan Aurich, and she said, I, I keep dreaming about unicorns. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wanted to talk about unicorns, because um, someone called my, my son one in the baseball world, because he was in Florida for baseball, and he had just gotten an agent, and he was the agent was talking to me and he said, "Well, you know, Tark's a unicorn." And I thought, "My son is a unicorn. Like what are you talking about?" Because I did not understand that baseball understood things like this because for some reason they're just like it's it's a very interesting world. Let me just say that. And there's a lot to be said about it, but this is not the place. But it's it's an interesting world because it's it's men run by men and so there's a very masculine energy to it. So I didn't expect that. So when Susan asked or said, you know, I'm dreaming about unicorns, I thought I just want to talk about it for a, a quick minute. But because unicorns are symbols of hope, insight, of purity, of innocence, of high standards. That's what they say in Google about it. And I thought, whoever came up with a unicorn? Because it is a fictitious. It's someone drew a horse with something sticking out of its head. 
But whoever came up with that and why? And it's wrapped in mystery and it's wrapped in like the single horn. Usually there's double horns. And I thought to myself, we are in, and, and my view has, has been changing throughout all of this. We have been in, we, every single one of us, are in a time of where innocence is fighting place, where purity is coming out. We don't know how to go about bringing these things back. We're in the streets right now trying. So I had I had a dream because I'm thinking about the whole unicorn thing and I thought to myself, I don't know if I'm going to have dreams for tomorrow <laughs> because everything keeps disappearing off my page. And thank God, you know, I someone sent me one in um in my box. But I thought, wow, nothing is as it was. Nothing. Not the way we think about our lives, not the way we think about our future, not the way we think about our past. Even the way we think about our past was like, wow, I used to just go out. Wow, I used to just and we're we're thinking, right? And we can still go out, we can run around, we can be by ourselves all day long, but we have missed each other. So we went from hiding to going to the other side of the pendulum, and we don't even know what that means yet. We may find out that through these protests and through these all these the social no distancing and mostly no masks and all of that, that not many people are going to get sick. Or we may find out that we're all going it, to, it's still there and it's alive and well, because it is still there. It's just we don't know how alive and well it is. So we're learning a lot. We're dealing with a lot. We're dealing with death. We're dealing with life. We're dealing with crazy. We're dealing with looters. We're dealing with a lot. And then I said, but there's hope and there's insight. As a result, I had a dream that I just stood there and started talking to people about you be the unicorn. That's what you should strive for. Not to be different than anyone else, but to be a part of the purity and a part of the innocence all looking for. I know Christ keeps saying, and and I've been saying it to everyone in the house and they're ready to shoot me down, but I keep saying, you know, rewind and be kind. And I, I just didn't have the words, the innocence and the purity, but that's really what this boils down to. We're fighting for truth, we're fighting for love, but we're also fighting for purity. And we don't talk about that. So thank you, Susan, for constantly seeing this in your dream, because that's where we are at. 
we're at a place where we want to recapture this innocence because our world isn't innocent and we have become numbers. But who wants to be a number? Who wants to continue living and not knowing our neighbors? Who wants that? Who wants that? Us feeling alone in such a busy world has affected us. And there's that underground element of fear and doubt and worry and control and guilt, and we're seeing that. I was fascinated by watching the looters, the anger in those hammers, the anger in breaking the glass, the anger in not being counted. Not being counted. The purity and the innocence were gone. Forget love and truth. Those were gone first. But the last to go and the first to come back is our purity and our innocence. And as dark as all this looks, as crazy as all this looks, all the healing that we are looking for now is to say a life is more important anything else. And we are taking this to our dreams. We are taking this to our deepest thoughts. It's affecting us in so many ways. But it's not a myth. It's not a dream that we can live in a world that prizes the human being. I know Christ always says in my head, people first, people first, people first. Yes, I get that. Well, this is our way to it. Our world is nothing without us. And we are all, all that unicorn looking for our innocence and looking for purity in our world. And now we're fighting for it. And then we have other people taking advantage of even this situation. And we're seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not even, what was it, two weeks ago? And there was graffiti on the fence of my home. And I couldn't believe it. And I saw it and I started shaking. I mean, it was just, it was weird because somebody would say, well, that's just graffiti. But what I saw was anger. What I saw was hurt. What I saw was pain, all unaddressed. And I thought, when did they do that? Oh, probably while I was sleeping 50 feet away. Oh, how did that happen? Well, they were probably right there. They were running around. Who are they? Oh, those are people that are angry. They're in trouble. They're this. They're that. I just couldn't believe it. I had enough paint in the garage to paint it. I felt the pain of our world 
if it got down to that. But it's that feeling of the loss of innocence when you see that, when somebody is willing to damage and destroy property and go in and just break down businesses. For what? It's the same thing as killing people. So You kill people. What difference does that make to your life that they died? Yet you put them through that kind of death. Where and who are we? So it's affecting our dreams. But the fact that the dreams are of unicorns and the dreams are of hope and the dreams are of purity shows us how our dreams never die. They can kill our bodies. And we're going to God. And I know it sounds like, you know, but if it's your family member, it's a big darn deal. We miss them. We love them. We care for them. Every life matters just because of that alone, let alone the bigger picture. But feelings of being violated because people have been violated is running rampant across America right now. It's unbelievable. The undertones. The protests are peaceful by day and at night the villains come out. It's just running rampant in our country. And everyone's busy pointing fingers instead of saying, hey, maybe we could work together and get this done. But it's a different time that none of us have seen and hopefully we'll never see again once we start to rebalance truth, love, and purity in our world. So Christ wasn't so far off all this time. I mean, he's never far off. It's me that's far off. But when he kept talking about truth, love, and purity, now I know why. When he said they were the cornerstones of every single one of our lives, that couldn't be more true. And when one of them is pierced, we will fight until we, re, until we heal that. And right now, all three are pierced, and all three are fighting to be healed. Back to the book. It just keeps going back to that book. I can't believe it. And I had a dream as a result of it, which I, I can't talk about yet because it just was, it's so long. But last night, and I woke up, and I thought, let me just talk about the unicorn today. And I do have a dream, and it's an anonymous dream, so I will go ahead and get to it. But I just had to talk about that this morning because it's just right there. It's in our face. So this dream, quick anonymous dream if you have time. I dreamt I had a huge, oh my God, a huge booger up my nose and took it out. Ew. It took me a long time. It was bothering me so much that I could not wait to do it at home, but I took it out in public. But I felt such a relief. I knew now I can go on. Much love and light and patience to everyone listening. Okay. I did not expect that. I don't like to read the dreams prior to the show, but I wish I read this one. But I get it because what you're saying is I have nothing left to hide. I was hiding things and hiding things, and they were pressuring me, and I was so uncomfortable. 
but I was comfortable enough to put my ugly out in public. I mean, the booger up the nose, that's, but at least that's all it was, right? But our world is also letting out its ugly on the streets. You're letting it out on the street. We have all become, in, a, in an interesting way, public versions of ourselves. We've become that. Do you remember when Christ said we are all walk, we're all walking billboards? That every one of us is a, is a human billboard of who we are, how we dress, how we walk, how we talk, how we look at people when we are talking. Can we look at people in the eye when we are talking? We tell everybody everything within the first few seconds of them meeting us. Even the stuff we're not saying is being told. And this is a time of purification over and over again by being able to face who we are around each other. When I grew up, and this person, I think is maybe 10 years younger than I am, maybe a little more. We grew up in a time where people did not discuss what goes on in their house. And a lot of it wasn't good, but they didn't discuss it. If a child was getting beat, if one of the parents was suffering from alcoholism, if there were, you know, a parent with the narcissism, the lack of empathy, and the kids grew up, you know, fighting and and beating and hurting other people because they were hurt and all of those issues. I didn't even know the word narcissism until, I don't know, way after I was divorced, but that's what I was dealing with. I just didn't know what it was. And then I thought it was only that person, and I found out that that's actually something that goes on in our world. It's a subset of people. And and then instead of being upset that that happened to me, I was like, well, thank God I didn't run into it until then. Thank God I didn't know what that was yet. Had that been apparent, I may have come out very different in my life. So I, I started looking at all the stuff we know now. If somebody has alcoholism, it's apparent to everybody. It can't hide. So how did we used to hide that? How did we get away with all that? But now transparency between cameras, neighbors, children, even a child who goes to school and they're unruffled every day. The teacher starts saying, hey, you know, they start talking to the child. What's going on? As far back as we think we've gone, we've also leaped. And that leap is pulling the booger out of the nose. I'm not going to say booger out of the nose anymore. Pulling the plug out of the nose. Pulled the plug on a lot. And that's how we got to today. That's how we got to pulling the plug on this. And it's funny. It's like people have to take sides. Is it good or isn't it? It doesn't matter. What actually matters is that it's happening. And what do we do about it? What do we do about it? And that solution is going to come from every one of us. And as we pull the plugs of all the stuff we have been hiding, 
And this was in the Bible. This is something Christ is saying. This is stuff in the Quran. It's in every book of mankind that has to do with God or any kind of spiritual learning. It's the one consistent. And that is that we cannot leave any stone left unturned. We have to see the truth to be the truth. We have to see the truth to be the truth. And if we can't see it, we will dance around it until we do. Nobody has to prove what we saw on that videotape. Nobody. We saw it. If they spin it, all you have to do is see the videotape again. You'll know the truth. It's just life can't hide anymore. We are only people. Our world, there has, some of us want to control the rest of us. Some of us need to control whatever environment they're in. And if the things that they're trying to control hurt other people, the people that are hurt because they are human are going to react. We believe somewhere in the psyche of our brain that it's okay that some people are more important than another. And what's the first thing Christ told me? One of the first things he told me after I saw him, there is no soul more important than another. And I said, oh, yeah, because in my circle, I could say that into those communities in my life. I know. I know what they know. I lived with it for a period of time. I was never stopped by the police as much as I was when I was living with it. I never was. I couldn't even believe it kept happening. I could not believe it. My son got stopped once on the way home from Dodger Stadium when he was just shagging balls for a company. And he got home really late. And thank God he's not combative or he would have been one of those statistics. We are healing right now. And it's going to, the band-aid has been ripped off yet again. And I hope that this time we do pull the booger out of our nose. That we do put our ugly on the table like this person did in their dream. That we do look at reality for what it is and not what we decided it should be. There is no soul more important than another. But bigger than that, there is no soul left behind. And what have we been doing? Easily leaving souls behind. Right now it's blacks. There was a period of time it's Muslims. That one comes and goes. I remember... My mom, because she wore the scarf on her head. Later in life, like I'm talking after 55, 
And I can't remember which Muslim bashing period it was because we've had a few of them. But I remember our neighbors going to my mom and giving her their cell phone numbers because they knew my father had passed away and told her, if you go anywhere and anyone attacks you, call us. Imagine. But someone did. Some of them did. Because she wore the scarf. And here's a human being under that scarf who has a family and who has children and worked hard all her life. And in one swipe, someone can just come and discount it all. Because they themselves have been discounted. We can't give what we don't have. If they had love, they would come with love. If they have anger, they're going to come with anger. So for us to discount anger, that's not okay. And at times it's the Asian community. So again, what Christ said in Origins of Truth about what's okay for one is okay for all, that goes both ways. So if they start picking on one group, eventually everyone will get picked on for who they are or what they are or where they're from. And the only way to kind of file that down to getting all the gook off of it and pulling it out of your nose, pulling it out of the world, is to go back to there is no soul more important than another. The post, and it's in Origins of Truth again, and I, I keep going back to the book because that book is becoming more alive now than it ever was. It was like it's, it was lying in wait, waiting for us to need it. But no soul being more important than another, not even yours, applies to every soul. And when, when Christ said, what if we called people souls? When you say the word soul, our brain sees the eternality, you know, the eternalness of us. We see it different. People are people come and go. But when we say souls, we know that that's a forever thought. We have a lot of issues in our world that still can be solved, and we can do it. And we have a lot of things in our world that work great. And we need to see both. We need to see both. We need to be realistic. We need to be realistic about what is in front of us. Reacting will not solve issues. Stating the issues will be the beginning of healing for all of us. Just say what it is. Hey, we have these problems on our streets because we have gone down that wrong road, the road that hurts others. And we need to go back to the fork in the road and let's work together on how we can repave that road with love. 
There is no normal to go back to. Whatever was normal was dysfunctional normal. Is no normal to go back to. We have been stripped of everything we have known because what we have known did not do anything for every soul. It left souls behind. It did not claim that every soul was as important as the other. We did not claim that. And right now we need to build bridges of transition because the plug has been pulled. So thank you for your dream. I know it keeps going back to this topic, but this topic is all that's being talked about right now. Can't be so clueless that we don't acknowledge it because this is when we need that knowledge. You guys, I've run out of time. I love you guys very much. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.